0: Yes, people, what's happening? And welcome to the Frankie Allen Podcast. You are here with your host, Will Cranny, alongside the UK's most feared comedian, Frankie Allen. Frank, what's happening?
1: How are you? Good? I'm doing great. Bit of a bad day. Weather's bad, but uh, yeah, everything's looking great for our shows. That's the important thing.
0: and rain outside I've just pulled up you were you, uh, standing there with a fucking huge jacket on yeah. like Rafa Benitez I am Rafa with, Benitez <laughs> with a cap on
1: um, where is Rafa Benitez now is he
0: retired nah I don't think so I think is he he's, managing a club he was in China wasn't he and oh he, yeah in he, China he was that's gonna, right he was going to come back to Newcastle and I think West Ham were going to offer him the job yeah. but somehow uh, it went apart and David Moyes is the West Ham Moyes is
1: you know, there now god he's had some clubs Moyes hasn't he David Moyes he doing, really, he's doing all right now you know Yeah, he's doing okay but I mean he must have made some money he's, he's done about must have worked in about five different premiership clubs
0: has he do you reckon yeah
1: yeah Everton Man United West Ham Man United um,
0: there's a couple of others is not there I'm not sure I'm not sure but anyway look lovely to be back and it's the third podcast that we've done back in the studio really love the support from everyone so really appreciate it Um Frank, what's been happening with you? What's been going on?
1: Not going on really. We're just all keeping our fingers crossed. Now that we've opened up a little bit, we're just hoping, aren't we, for the twenty-first of June? They're going about this Indian variant. Um, by the way, Boris Johnson was speaking on the telly this morning. It looks as though it's totally going for it, the 21st of June. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. First of all, May 21st, uh,
1: sorry, May 17th, should
0: I say, yeah. is when things started reopening again. Have you been out for food? Have you been? Have you done anything?
1: Yeah, I've been into a couple of cafes, you know, kind of like uh, been able to get a breakfast sitting inside rather than ordering stuff to go. Mm. So that's been great. Been a bit strange, really. When I first went out last week, I was up in Crosby with uh, George... Mm. And Billy George and Billy Wermold, a few of the lads, the Crosby lads. And we were in Wetherspoons in South Road in uh, Crosby, Waterloo, Liverpool. And it just seemed weird, just sitting inside somewhere. Yeah. Just seemed very strange. As though, like, it was kind of... Yeah, well, don't forget... Not not what you're supposed to be doing. You haven't been able to sit down and have a meal or even sit down and have a pint for, like... It's over a year, isn't it? Yeah. So it is... Seem It does seem a bit weird, yeah. And what did you do in there? Have or did you just chill No, lads? we had something to eat. Yeah, they do food there, so we had something to eat. And uh, I don't drink, do I? So I had a couple of coffees. George and the lads are like the big drinkers, so they stayed there all night. But I just left after an hour or so.
0: So, yeah, uh, obviously things opened on the 17th of May again on Monday, just gone from when we're recording this now. And I haven't been out yet indoor anyway okay but what i did find quite funny was last weekend just before the um the legislation changed and you were allowed to go indoors me and daisy my girlfriend went out to celebrate our three years anniversary yeah. together and we went <laughs> and we went um, to like there's a place in liverpool i'm not going to name it but there was like an outdoor style kind of like marquee thing Anyway, um, so it was undercover and it was heated. So it was basically the best we were going to get because it was pissing down rain. You dropped us off. As soon as I walked in, don't forget, I haven't been out for like 12 months or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I walked in, I walked into the toilet and uh, I went for the piss. Next minute, this lad goes, fucking hell, lads! I thought it was you. I thought it was you. And I've kind of like, just like my head kind of like half exploded a little bit and I was just like, uh, I mate, you're all right. Like, just found it very surreal. And he went, I love your arm, fella. I love your arm, fella. I watch all your stuff. Okay. So I, so when someone says that to you and you'll probably be able to back me up on this, you think, okay, he's probably just recognised me once off like one video or something yeah, like yeah. that. And he's just making that association and he's kind of, you know, he might know you from a viral video or might've seen me on your Instagram or something like that. Next when he goes... The lad from the Northeast, I'm having him.
1: I'm oh, having yeah. him. Jimmy, Jimmy Kilbo, so, like a fan of Jimmy's so as I, well. So,
0: yeah. so I thought, fucking hell, this fella, he must like, he must- He's into it, yeah. He must kind of like watch the YouTube channel. He watches and them intently, and, yeah. Uh, and I just, for, for the first person to greet me on a whole night out, I, I didn't even know. I mean, there must yeah. be other people who don't even say hello. I thought that was unbelievable. I was buzzing off it. And the same night while you were waiting for me, in the car, yeah. something similar happened to you. So this seems to be catching fire. So massive well, thank you That's uh, As I say,
1: it was the first day, wasn't it, when you could go out? Last... It wasn't. It was two days
0: before, but we were outdoors
1: in a marquee. Oh, you were outdoors, So it, it, it. kind of worked, yeah. Was the Sunday, last Sunday? Saturday. It, oh, it opened on the Monday and on the yeah. Saturday night. That's we it, the to Saturday town. night. Well, I was up in a Wellington pub in Prescott, at Whiston, to see my mate. Tommy Nash, who runs it, and we were in a marquee. And I got mobbed a little bit, fellas coming over for <laughs> yeah. pictures and whatever and things. Then, when you asked me to drop you off in town, dropped you off, came home. And when I went back, I was parked up in Duke Street opposite the restaurant. And um, obviously, not you don't want to name it, do you? Oh, yeah, we can name it to be fair. Why? I haven't I said anything bad about them. I don't know why. It means the oven. Yeah. If anyone can speak Italian. Il Forno, Italian. it's in it's Il Forno in yeah. Italian. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely restaurant. Yeah. So I was parked opposite waiting for you. About 11 o'clock to come out mm. of the marquee at the back. And uh, this girl started waving and she's knocking on the window. It, and the mate came over. Oh, uh, Frankie, my dad loves your stuff. Can we have a picture? Then about seven or eight lads were coming around the corner. And one of them shouted, there's Frankie. And they all came over mm. and had pictures. It was great. So, Brilliant. Yeah. You know what? That just... Uh... So it's catching fire. Well, just, you know, really I, I, fa- I find now. it fascinating because, and then even yesterday, Go went on. to a funeral, it was very sad. Um, a friend of mine, Davey Ford, young Dave, everybody knows him, his niece got killed tragically, and a burial was at Allerton Cemetery. So, we went back to this place, the Heath in Allerton, for a couple of drinks. But I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to stay and wasn't hungry anyway. So, I came home, but on the way home, when I got to Allerton roundabout by Queen's Drive, a fellow was shouting, Frankie, and he was on a bike. Then by the time I got to Old Swan, another fella at the traffic lights shouting out of his car, go on Frankie. And when I got home, I'm on Broadway, would you believe it's called, in Norris Green where I live and driving down Broadway, not Broadway in (laughs) New York, Broadway in Liverpool in Norris Green. And as I'm driving, the, this fella starts screaming out of the van, Frankie, I'm Frankie. So there's three times, and all, fucking hell, you know, it's really catching on. So it's got me convinced now that it's kind of really gaining momentum and it's on fire and uh, we should make the most of it. To be honest with you, the first podcast that I put out was last night as we're
0: recording this um, back and we hadn't put a YouTube video up, a proper YouTube video up, I should say, yeah. since like when we did that whole thing about gig horror stories and all that and the house okay, tour yeah. and all that. And... Um, I felt really boss about it. Like I put it out and I thought fucking hell, why
1: have I I, not been doing this? I think what's happened is, don't forget during the lockdown for 12 months, Mm. no one ever asked me for a picture or an autograph. Nobody was speaking to each other. Everybody was so under the weather. They were just walking around kind of like, nobody knew the next day what the hell was going on? Was there going to be any food in the supermarkets? Were you going to be totally locked down? You know, those scare stories flying around. People were going to get picked up, taken away to these centres, internment centres, mm. where you're going to be vaccinated. Then they let you go after a few days and you've got three eyes when you come home. Yeah. When you come home, everyone's going to get evicted because you can't pay your mortgage. The whole thing was horrific. So everybody was kind of underneath all that and drowning in it. People were walking around. So... Nobody ever asked me for pictures for 12 months. Strangely enough, about a month ago, when we started relaxing just a little bit, it's kind of like, kind of gone back to normal now. And everybody's enjoying themselves. They're watching all the lives, they're watching all the podcasts. And now we're seeing the benefits of it when we're getting stopped all the time. I remember you
0: phoning me and saying,
1: I've just
0: been in a petrol station there and some fella uh, burst over and asked me for the photograph. And I just went, oh, that's good. And you went, no, don't you get it? that shows you that things are going a bit back to normal. Yeah, and I went, why? And you went, because people were just frightened to engage with each other and frightened to talk to each
1: other. People wouldn't even speak to each other. I'm not sure if you're frightened to catch the virus of other people or whether. I, I've got a feeling they were just so anxious, so depressed, mm. that they were just keeping themselves to themselves. They worried about, literally worrying about where the next meal was going to come from.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: So anyway, yeah, um, we've
0: spoken about this before, but we'll discuss it again, like... When and I'm laughing about this because obviously, you know, you're yeah. a hell of a lot more recognizable than me and a lot more people know you. But when I'm in the re- when I'm in the restaurant, yeah, and yeah. it's happened to me for the past two weekends. I when I, as soon as I walk in the restaurant and I'm standing there, I get a bit padder like you. If someone's clocking me. You think they're gonna snarl, yeah, kicking you? Kick I think off, they're yeah. gonna snarl, yeah. Especially in Liverpool, like yeah. so so we always do this classic. Now, anyone who's watching this, right, my dad taught me this. If anyone is snarling at you. Or looking at you weird and you think I can't be asked with a kick off here yeah. but I know they're going to snarl at me and I know they're going to try to be weird we always do this don't we
1: like look over your shoulder yeah just yeah. exaggerate so anyone who's listening going can you describe it what I normally do somebody's looking at you and I go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then what I normally do, and you've seen me do it, if it's in a restaurant, yeah. I'll get a menu and I'll put a menu up by the side <laughs> of my face. Yeah, but you just keep to, to any, so people
0: might be listening to this and yeah. not watching it, so describe to them what you're doing.
1: What you got to do, if you're in some way, if somebody's staring at you for whatever reason, yeah. if it's a fella and you're a fella, it's not going to be an attraction, it's going to be like <laughs> maybe they're just being a bit funny or whatever <laughs> it is, but if someone's looking at you too long and you think, why is you fucking looking at me? Let them know that you know that they're staring at you. So go. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is. The,
0: <laughs> what I'm saying. All that. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is. The, it's happened to me before, right? Where the security guard was looking at me, yeah. and I Did that exactly what you've just yeah. done in a bang on way? And he just burst out laughing and said, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm sorry for. for I, was sta- I, you, I knew you? I was staring
1: at you. You get different reactions.
0: But people will be listening to this. They might yeah. not be watching. So explain to them what you are. Telling people to do if people I'm snarl telling at you.
1: people if someone's staring at you, don't stare back, don't go over and say what are you looking at? Because the fella might be kicking off, because nobody wants any trouble. All you gotta do is pull faces as though you can't believe you're getting stared at. And even if you go, Oh my god. Oh no. Oh, I can't believe. God, really? Oh, no. I then they'll always look the other way yeah and normally sometimes they'll come over and go sorry for looking at you mate you remind i thought you were my cousin or something yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that yeah. but
0: what i'm getting to is basically
1: you know obviously we're a bit like
0: that and we've got kind of like that nature of yeah. like people might snarl so you're kind of like on your toes in case they're going to snarl at you um but what when people are clocking now, like, when I walked in and the, the guy goes, fucking hell, lads, I knew I recognised you. Yeah. Oh, I love your half and all that. It does... It did make me feel about 10 feet tall, you know. I was absolutely... You felt proud, yeah. Oh, my words. I thought, fucking hell. Like, first of all, I thought, isn't that amazing? Like, that, like, the, the work that we put into doing YouTube vlogs and podcasts and all the rest of it.
1: It's all bearing fruit act- now. It's yet. all bearing
0: fruit, but people actually watch it. And secondly... um. You know, my prerogative from the start and my my thinking when we first that, when you first went viral and all the rest of it was, yeah. I, and, and tell me what you think of this. I thought, it's all well and good being a comedian and going out and telling jokes on stage and people liking you for that. Okay? Yeah. And that is what 99% of comedians do. Yeah, However, if you build a relationship with your... Fan base, yeah. and they know you as a person on a deeper level. I know what you mean. You've got a stronger connection with that person. I can
1: understand that, but what I think is strange, all the podcasts we've done, basically, none of us are trying to be funny. We're not telling jokes in the car or making strange, funny situations. Mm. We're just going to work. Oh, you mean the vlogs? Uh, the vlogs, I should say. When mm. we're driving to work, going to places. Um, so I think it must be part of this kind of culture that you've got nowadays, fly on the wall. People really want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, well, part of that is you've got
0: reality TV shows, right? Yeah. Now, if you look at your average reality TV show, it is Kardashians, uh, stuff like, you know, everything's very glamorized. So you're you're looking at things like the Kardashians is on telly in it, Love Island. Housewives of Cheshire and, like and all Housewives, right? Now, that's one end of the scale. But that's glamorizing everything. People don't live like that, and yeah, that's and not what. Rant, that's what a not lot of what people your average don't, yeah, person is. A lot is. of people
1: don't watch those shows because they are phony, fabricated, and they're a little bit false. And I think probably, yeah, you're right. When we're getting ready to go to work, and we're just buying pasties and things and tea in the van, <laughs> and we're driving, we're having a laugh on the way there. Yeah. People are looking at that and thinking, "Well, that's real life. It's real because you know there was nothing when we went to a uh, very popular." Um, vlog when we went to Norwich yeah and we had a laugh over the, we were just having a laugh we we're just like three lads having a laugh going to entertain people in the middle of Kent but Norwich not Kent, uh, yeah. Norwich yeah. Maidstone when we went to Maidstone oh, talk- yeah was it Maidstone we went to with George in the van, we went to Maidstone with George. We went to Norwich with George as well. Oh yeah, but both of them. But when we went to Maidstone, we called him for the pasties, Did we and Luton services? I'm not sure. I think yeah. It before was both. we went through the tunnel, I think it was both because we got a Mackie's yeah. after one. But of what them. I'm saying is, mm. we're just having a laugh, and we're mm. not kind of like trying to be pretentious. And I think people kind of like warm to that. They go, you know, fucking hell, and they feel comfortable because it's just something that they do.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Now. Look, I'm sorry if you if this sounds like we're, like, buzzing off ourselves and saying we're famous or not, and we know that we're far from that. Well, Frank is, but I'm not. Certainly not. But if you do watch the videos and you listen to the podcast and all that and you see one of us in the street, come and say what's happening. I'll be bu- I'll be buzzing, especially if I'm with me beard. Yeah, but we are, you
1: know, we, we, we kind <laughs> if of... If I'm are, with me beard, yeah.
0: then you don't even know me. If you don't even know who the fuck I am and you've seen this for the first time, come over and ask me for a picture and I'll give
1: you the tenner. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, you've just quoted something this morning about uh, somebody was supposed to have knocked me out, weren't they? You know, people- oh yeah. Now no, I'll discuss this. Okay, so on these YouTube videos, now
0: you've started getting onto this more than any more than you ever have, and we've spoken in one of the previous podcasts about how you've started getting onto social media and stuff like that. But now you've got a YouTube account, haven't you? Right? Yeah. And you will go on that and you'll be able to tune into live videos and you'll be able to look at what people have been commenting on the Frankie Allen videos, okay? You see how many dickheads comment on stuff. Now a lot of a lot of the people comment boss things and lovely things, but people make up random stuff. I I said to you before, did some fella called Schumacher knock you out? And you yeah. went,
1: No. I've never i don't even know who that is well brian schumacher was a great boxer yeah and uh, i've known him all my life and he's a good lad <laughs> yeah he's never knocked me out Was a friend of mine you know it's <laughs> okay. just i know he boxed and he, he fought jimmy price actually i think oh. jimmy price beat him in the abas jimmy price became the aba champion but he was a fantastic boxer he was in the navy and stuff and uh, he's a hard lad but last time i saw him was a friend of mine's funeral joe lally and uh brian was there i haven't seen him for a few years but a great lad and he never knocked back. i've never had trouble with brian He's, you know Sand. it's just rubbish where, yeah. did, where did his stories come from i mean stories uh i hear all the
0: time just exaggerated now, stories when we put adverts out for shows yeah and you've probably clocked this yeah. the amount of times i would have told you this people say i saw you in Benad." i saw him in Benidorm, Benidorm and he was yeah. crap
1: have you ever been to Benidorm? never been to Benidorm. <laughs> And never done a show in Benadorm. I've got some good mates, Danny Downing's out there, a great comedian working in Benidorm, Jamie Summers. But and Jimmy Carroll was there before he had his accident. I mean, I can't understand why people make things up. I think they get a little bit of truth mm. and they fabricate it. They make it. For some reason, they think they're impressing other people by perhaps telling them something that they don't know. They they like to think they've got the skinny on you, that they've got the inside info. What do you think about- When they haven't really. What do you think about
0: trolls? Because I was I was killing myself yeah. laughing because I re- very rarely get trolls. People have called me mad things and that's somebody, yeah. but somebody wrote on, we went on that podcast with the, the How Are We Family Lamb. Yeah. Someone wrote on it, yeah, Frankie's son is a bit creepy for me, like- <laughs> Now well, <laughs> you I mean, think, what, does, what the what fuck? And it Dan had mean? like
1: loads of upvotes. Like people were saying like, yeah, I agree. I think it's just people, they just want to have a little bit of input, don't they? They want to okay. say something. Uh, it's like, if you feel as though you might be getting a little bit above yourself, getting a little bit <laughs> big-headed, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just human. Just to bring you down, sag it a little bit, have a go. at Yeah. Okay. I mean, but talking about exaggeration, that's been going on for many, many years. You know, um, is an instance of it you know all the trouble I've had around the clubs people say we had any fights around the clubs I've had a lot of trouble around the clubs that's not a secret and you know on one occasion I got into trouble I got stabbed now everybody knows that anybody who's anybody knows what happened got stabbed in the neck stab, stabbed in the back lost a lot of blood but somebody it's a friend of mine actually it was Jimmy O we'll say it's the name Jimmy O he <laughs> says somebody told him and this guy I won't mention his name he's another comic and he said, did you hear about Frankie? Yeah. And he said, why, what happened? Didn't you know? Um, he was on this club in Manchester and he was slagging this big fat fella. And the fella came up to him and stabbed him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy said, yeah, and what happened? Well, nothing. He said, Frankie just carried on. <laughs> and he had the knife in his head. And he said, sit down, you fat cunt. And just carried on telling jokes. And he said, he just went home and yeah. he had the knife in his head. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. Anybody, even Mike Tyson, if you get stabbed, you're (laughs) going to lose blood. Nobody can get a knife in the fucking head and walk around as though nothing's happened. Why would someone make that up? I don't know. It's mad, isn't it? Fabrication. But for some
0: reason, you've got this, like, mythical uh, status where (laughs) everyone keeps calling you a legend all the time. We put that show on Grand Central Hall, yeah, Yeah. Uh, if you want to get your tickets, still on sale now. Grand
1: Central Hall in Liverpool on Father's Day.
0: Yeah big liverpool show um and basically they they their promotions team put the post out and i hadn't given them any copy to say so i hadn't said like say this and they put legendary comedian like uh, what would
1: what, you like that shout out like yes and no i mean when <laughs> you start calling people a legend it's great but it sounds a bit as though you're a bit old don't you know <laughs> do you reckon? yeah i think so legend you know, a legend's like fucking Ken Dodd was nineteen or yeah, some yeah, fucking yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The legend. Yeah. But have, have you ever been, see, of, you ever been to see Ken Dodd? I've been to see Ken Dodd. Yeah. My granddad was into him, money. Yeah, very good. He was very good. What he did. Um, I mean, I, I'm obviously a comedian. I, I can see his weaknesses and whatever. He's not really my cup of tea. Very clean comedian. There's nothing wrong with being a clean, clean comedian, but it, not the kind of material I do. Okay, interesting. He used to be on stage for ages, didn't he, at the time? Yeah, he used to stay on for a couple of hours, two or three hours, yeah. Just loads of different gags. He was just that into it. Just ad-libbing and just kind of like bluffing his way through. I think he wanted to build a reputation of being kind of like the comedian who could stay on the stage longest So you're not saying,
0: obviously, I know you're saying he's bluffing his way through. Surely he was very talented to be able to do that at that level.
1: Very, very talented, yeah. Um, Okay, so
0: let's uh, talk about what's happening in the world right now and what's going on. Um... I've just been told earlier that now Spain has opened its borders or something mad like that.
1: You can go away to Spain. I don't really know what's going on here because I'm not sure whether Spain is an amber country or a red country because there's still a lot of cases. It's gone to Green, apparently, or something like that. Yeah, well, apparently um, you can fly to Spain and go on holiday. So, I mean, a lot of these places, like, they're really chomping at the bit, aren't they, to get the British tourists in. Mm. Everybody in Europe wants British tourists because they spend... Don't think the Germans or the Austrians or the Swedish, when they go abroad, they don't spend as much. They don't drink as much as we do. So everybody, the Portuguese, were falling over themselves to get the Brits back in. So they know we go on the piss and that we'll spend all our money and go home with no money. So that's what they want. So the Spanish, obviously, it's affected their economy. Not, nobody over there is making any money. So the sooner you know it can open up, the better for them and better for everyone. Do you reckon it's a bit of a ploy to keep people in the UK? How do you mean keep people I'll in give the you an
0: idea. So from a financial perspective, you know, obviously we've lost a shitload of money because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And now, you know, obviously you've got all your, I know there's like variants and all that, that they're talking about here, but like borders are closed. It's very, very difficult to go on holiday. Prime example of this, I've just booked to go to London yeah. the week after we do the show in, in Blackpool. Okay. Just because I want to have a break you taking yeah. all the money with you? Fuck, here he fucking goes again. <laughs> fucking here he goes. Here he goes again. So a
1: big show he fucks off. He fucked off to Barcelona last year after a big show. <laughs> You're the Brit spending all <laughs> the money
0: abroad then. <laughs> you can
1: fuck off. Anyway,
0: I'm going to London the week after. And the reason being is because, fancy a break, you can't really go abroad without any issues, yeah? Do you think that's kind of like part of it?
1: I'm not sure really. I think everybody wants to get back to normal. From what I can gather on the TV this morning, Boris Johnson was speaking, even with this Indian variant kicking off, Mm. I don't think he's going to bring another lockdown in. He didn't because nobody could survive another lockdown, we'd end up, it'd be like a third world country, people, everyone would be like in the streets with like no clothes on begging, it'd be horrendous. So it's got to go for the twenty first of June to open up completely. And uh, they're vaccinating everybody, multi-vaccinations, trying to get everyone vaccinated. The vaccine is the cavalry, you know, that stopped us kind of like totally going down to uh, oblivion. The trials are going to be after you now, you know, in the comments. What, saying what? They're just going to be saying, like, it's not a vaccine, Frankie. Stop. Well, what is
0: it? <laughs> uh, some kind of, like, gene therapy or something.
1: Well, look, if you don't want it, nobody comes around. They don't send the MPs around, do the military police. Don't send the police around to rest you if you don't want to take it. Yeah. That's, you know, your prerogative. If you don't want to get the vaccine, yeah, but don't have a go at anybody else who wants to take it, who feels as though it could save their lives. Yeah. As we always say, people have got freedom of choice. You freedom can do of speech, whatever. freedom of choice. Fre- I'm all for it. So it's yeah. totally up to the individual.
0: Totally up to the individual. But what I'm saying is, don't comment below chatting shit on, on the yeah, video. But you're
1: going to get like people commenting all the time, on you? Yeah. you? know, like snidey fucking comments. And they're only like, like dickheads, aren't they? Oh, do you want to know this? Sits. This
0: is amazing. Like I, when the trolls come for you, obviously, I, because I manage the social yeah. media, you don't see the trolls. And what are they saying? And some of the mad things that they say. Like, it's just insane. Go on, what like, did I right, say? So, there's a fella here, yeah, and he comments on Twitter, he writes you a tweet, and he says, um, Frankie, can I ask you a question? Why don't you do the huge arenas like Resort World Birmingham? Right? Yeah. Now, I don't know what Resort World Birmingham is, but I had a little Google of it just to find like out. The water park? Well, or basically, something. I go, uh, obviously, I'm always on the lookout for venues, right? Mm. So, I go, I wonder what the fuck Resort World Birmingham is. So I googled Resort World Birmingham, huge arena. I think oh. people like uh, do us a favor, Jacob. Would you have a little look at what Resort World Birmingham moved? Who've they got on there, and and see if there's if there's a, if there's anyone who's like um, anyone of any notes. Let's see if they've got any like decent comedians on or anything like that. Oh. We're trying to we're trying to bring this up, guys. Sorry for the delay. See if we have get um, it's probably
1: like a water park or something or a baseball stadium. Probably a
0: fucking huge thing. Yeah, there could- you go, there you go. Look. It's, it's a fucking big, massive thing. It's like it's like yeah. doing, like, the MS arena in Liverpool, basically. Yeah. So I wrote back just saying, hi, mate. Like, just a dead, like, a, I think it's a shopping centre, but it's got an arena built on, and they've got, like, crazy, like, acts on there, and, like, really, really high profile. So I just wrote back, like, uh, hi, mate. Obviously, I'd do, a, you know, yeah, let, let's see, who have they got on here? They've got... Steps, Gary Barlow. Steps, Gary Barlow, Little Mix, the Pussycat Dolls. Do you get what I mean? Simple yeah. minds. Who are, who else have they got and on there? Tina Turner.
1: <laughs> Trying to sell as many tickets as Tina Turner. Fuck <laughs> off, mate. Yeah, so so basically that's what I said. So, but, no, but these are just fucking idiots. No, no, I no. mean it's very flattering, really. No,
0: no, no, no. So that's what I thought. So yeah. I thought, oh, it's very flattering. Yeah. Like this guy saying that you can you can do that. So I wrote, haha, I would mate, if I could sell the tickets. Yeah. Like if I could sell that many tickets with a laughing face. What
1: do you say? I'll buy four. No. Yeah.
0: He wrote back, yeah, well, obviously you can't sell that many tickets, so why would you call yourself the UK's most feared comedian?
1: What does that mean? That's got nothing to do with selling tickets.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, people are obsessed with this thing, as though, like, you... (laughs) You were sitting at home and like wrote out the UK's most fake comedian on a piece of paper and like starts like wearing it on your head or something like that. Why, why do you well, think? I didn't make it up, why, you made it up. Yeah, I know. Why do you think people think that like you pure made it up as though you've like labelled yourself out? I find it mad. What do you mean people have... A go well, what the, I'm saying is like, obviously, you know, me, I've got a, you know, a marketing background. That's what I've done for yeah. years, you know, whether okay. it be within football or music or fucking comedy or whatever. And I came up with the idea of calling you the UK's most feared comedian because it's very very niche, isn't it? And it does what it says on the tin. Like, I do you think it lends itself? Done it to your act, and it also sells a lot of tickets. Would you? Well, agree? I think
1: yeah, I think it's a good thing. I mean, yeah. you remember that comedian? It was like uh, Lester Crab. He was slagging us off, wasn't he? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying, why would anyone want to be... Why would any comedian want to be ...want to be the UK's most feared comedian? It's not like, I'm not threatening people. <laughs> I'm not saying to people in the crowd, I've seen you, mate, I'm going to send some fellas round to your house and do your end. Yeah. I'm not saying to someone, I'm going to fucking pop you at the traffic lights or fucking yeah. shoot the back of your head off. Nothing like that. It's just UK feared as though what I want it to be. You're not afraid, but a little bit kind of like you're stuck to your seat. When I'm on and picking on people, I pick on people in the crowd and take the piss out of them. And so to keep people sitting down. Yeah. So that when, you know, so that they'll say to the mates, fucking hell yeah, let's sit over here. I'm I'm, I'm, afraid in case Frankie kicks off on me. And yeah. that's good because when you've got that tension in the crowd, you get big laughs with it. Yeah, 100%. But what, I, what I'm saying alongside that- It's not that a sinister, perfect, it's just a laugh. You're
0: perfectly right. What I'm saying is, like, from a marketing perspective- the UK's most feared comedian sells tickets. It does what it says in the tin. It makes it into like a big deal. Whereas if you were called like the UK's best at handling hecklers comedian or like the UK's best at savaging the audience members comedian, people just like, that is more realistic as to what it actually is. But no one had fucking, you know, but I just laughed. They, they always go, why would you want to be feared as though like <laughs> you're you're what? like yeah. sitting there thinking, oh fucking oh please call me the UK's most feared comedian as though like you're wearing it like
1: a banner yeah but it has stuck hasn't it it's kind of like it's stuck oh yeah 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 it's got it's kind of like legs of its own it's got a life of its own I think it's quite uh, I think it's great I think it's a good good description oh I think it's great but I just laugh because we were talking about trolls and
0: stuff earlier and I kind of I buzz off the fact that like people say why would you want to be feared
1: souls will say anything about anyone and everyone they make things up they exaggerate don't forget you know we're okay we're men and we're kind of like seen it all before and Mm. whatever but because of these souls a lot of people have taken their own lives and things they're very dangerous these people horrible hurtful things they can say um and really most of it is just they've got nothing better to do you know, they'll go, OK, yeah, let's have a go with so-and-so. Let's have a go with Frankie Allen. Let's, what can we find out about him? How can we bring him down to size, saying horrible things? But if you asked them, if you found out who they were, if you had a tracker on them, you'd track them to this little bed sit or sitting in an attic, probably perverts, and you'd say, you know, well, what do you do? Can you do better than me? You come on the stage with me tonight and tell jokes, They'd be that scared, they wouldn't be able to pick the mic up, they'd start crying. Mm. So, a lot of these people are just non entities, they're insignificant. These trolls, they're nobodies, and they're just it's kind of like somebody following you home from somewhere and kind of like throwing stones at the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, you know, they can't throwing be throwing stones at your window or yeah, something, they like can't that. be caught. So, that's where they get their kicks from, their power from. You know, they, they're like having orgasms thinking, yeah, I've just said something about him and he's supposed to be the UK's most fake. He doesn't know it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck
0: are they? They are non-entities. Well, it's, it's interesting on that note, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk of late about, you know, the football teams went into blackout over the weekend Yeah. in support of uh, online abuse. Yeah. Um, specifically, I think it was online racist abuse that was being targeted towards players. Yeah. And like... You know, you look at the social media companies and why the fuck would they, would they not just make people accountable? You know, as you've just said, people are hiding behind barriers all the time. Why do you think they do it in the first place? It's well, just I, weird, I, know, in my opinion. I, think,
1: I think when he started all these platforms and things, he wanted it to be... Uncensored and the. Yeah, and obviously that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I support freedom of speech. There's no freedom of speech in the UK now. Any comedian in the UK will tell you, you know, the people, the PC brigade, the woke brigade, hovering over every comedian or every performance, trying to watch to see if they see something that they consider is not know their way of thinking. Yeah, in It might with be what they think, yeah. construed as racist or sex, misogynist, homophobic, whatever the fucking thing is. So so they can savage you and attack you. And every comedian in the UK will tell you now, every time you do your act, you're tiptoeing through a fucking minefield mm. of things that you you know even 10 years ago that you could say and now you can't say. So it, it, it it's very sad and it's very difficult for a comic. But having said that I think there should be some censorship of the internet, you know, and and when people, when these these people who are hiding, like uh, there was a programme on the television about it last year. This poor girl had taken her own life. And this fella on this this like site had been encouraging her, telling her what to do, telling her how to how to do it, telling her where to go to do it, and all this. And he was just a prick, just mm. this twat living in Canada somewhere, a married man with kids. And he used to get on the internet at night and tell people, tell young teenagers who were depressed how to kill themselves. Now he wants fucking. Not -hmm. only does he need a good eye, he should be in jail for like 20 fucking years. I wish I could get my hands on a fella like that. They're just pricks. So I think there should be freedom of speech, but anything heavy like that, where people are encouraging suicide, whatever, or anyone being racist, whatever, they are against individuals. They should trace them, and he should jail them.
0: Yeah, it's fucking nuts, to be honest with you. And, like, I, I just don't get the psychology of a troll, yeah? Because I wouldn't, I, like, there's no way, yeah? Like, let's see, there's loads of comedians who I don't think are funny, yeah? Yeah, But, but if I all... seen an advert for one, I wouldn't go, shite!
1: Or, like, like, like oh. I wouldn't go, like,
0: why does he want to think he's, why does he think he's funny? No, he's... don't forget, a yeah. lot of
1: these trolls... A kind of, I can pick out a soul. If I was walking around any city centre in the UK, I'd see someone, and basically what it is, is someone who's kind of like normally very plain. They're not handsome men. They're not big fellas. They're very insignificant with glasses on, and, and they're kind of like, they look like perverts. And basically, what you can make the analogy with, what it's like, yeah. it's like, and they're very childish. It's like when you were 11 and 12 with your mates yeah. going through a phone box. Phoning a bird up that you know, or, and a mother answers the phone and going, you've got big tits, <laughs> and putting yeah. the phone down and <laughs> yeah. running away. Yeah. Or phoning the fire brigade up and go, oh, the shop's on fire. They're running <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. That's exactly what a troll is. A troll is knowing they can't get caught, knowing that if it was something serious, they maybe could. Mm. So that's where they get their thrill out of like saying something horrible like but knowing they can't really this, get caught. This, when Obviously the adverts go out on Facebook and stuff like that
0: and like there's young lads who are like my age huh. and they'll say like, ha ha, you think you're the most feared wait till I come to the show and I'll fucking knock you out. I and wish we would have told no, no, but then I just look at the picked person. Just dickheads. Like I just look at the person and I think, mate, if you came to a show, your bottle would go. Like, yeah. like what? But Kilva, we laugh now. Anyone who watches the vlogs, you'll know who James Kilvington is. If you ever come to a, sh- if yeah. you ever come to a show, he gets wound up. Now, obviously, I manage your Facebook account, so, so I don't see. So you don't see it, right? But when they come into me, I like half fume, but then I just buzz and just think, what a prick. But well, Jimmy
1: Kilvo, he like kicks off, doesn't he? G- no, he, he 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 says to them, okay. He offers them out. He says, well, come up to the next show, and I'll punch your fucking head in. Or he normally says, doesn't he? I'll pull yeah. your lips off. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> know what t- that means, actually. <laughs> he says. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take your lips
0: off. No, some some, form, some mad comedian said something about him or something. He said, uh, this mad comedian said, oh, yeah, uh. Uh, he's very confrontational. And then all of a sudden his head just exploded for about two days and he rang the fella and he went, listen, mate, have you been saying I'm confrontational? And the fella went, oh, uh, 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 uh I, I didn't. And he went, listen, I'll just, I'll just come and see you and take your lips off if you're talking to me like
1: that. I don't know what the lift thing is, but good on him. Jimmy yeah. stands up for himself and yeah. he won't have it. He won't have anybody he knows. If he knows who it is, Jimmy will go after him. Yeah, but the,
0: I always keep saying to him and I always have to talk him down. Like, when a video of his goes viral, like he's had two videos, I think with would like half a million and a million or something yeah. like that. And uh, obviously you'll know Every, anyone knows, anyone who knows what a fucking viral video is, you're going to get 90% of people who are buzzing off you, but there's, there'll be 10% that'll be trolls. You're always going to get that. But he gets, like, like there was a video of him where this woman goes to knock him out and, and he, he, like, dipped, like, like oh, yeah. sidestepped a fella. Like, I don't know what you call it in boxing, like, dodged him or something like that. Anyway, uh, that sidestepped a woman. And then there's fellas commenting on it, like, like, uh, oh, ha-ha. Uh, you're a prick, I'd knock you out if I if I saw you. So we'll like go on their profile <laughs> and like find trace them, yeah. Find like mutual friends with them. So I trace them and then yeah. get in touch with the lad and say, listen, there, uh, you wanna tell your mate? And he's had people phoning up apologizing.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> Well she, uh, It's uh, fucking uh, hilarious, well, mate. I think he's Would I, you I do mean, that if you were his age? It's not that it, I'd do it now. Yeah, if never you saw it. it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I've never seen things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done it to people. You know, I, I chased a fella. I mean, this was a few years ago. Yeah. Who'd been talking about me and he was in his car and I was in my car and I chased him down a So, what were you mean he was he talking about, you? Well, before the internet, yeah. there was always kind of trolls. But because things were very different, before mobile phones in the 80s and things, people would just be slagging you. Okay. So, other people would get back to you, you know. They say, you know, he was Oh yeah, I was talking to uh, this fellow called. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be a comedian, and he said something about me, and he pinched a lot of my material. A lot of my actor didn't like him anyway. Yeah, and he was saying, yeah, Frankie Allen, he's he's rubbish. He swears too much. He's very vulgar. He's just not funny. He shouldn't be working and things. And uh, this was like in the eighties. I used to drink and drive a little bit. You know, then you could drink and drive. you Could have a couple of pints, and you could still drive. Not but well, by the way, just a little bit of a caveat on that, Frank. Not condoning drinking. I and don't driving drink at or, all. Not any condoning drinking, driving. I'm saying before the breathalyzer come in, people used to have a pint and he could still drive. That was legal. Just have a pint or so. So it's yeah. like take the edge off your nerves anyway. And I saw this prick on the motorway, and I, I like chased him, followed him in the car, pull over, pull over, pull over, and. Uh, he jumped out to the car. Like, what's up with you? And I said, You're doing my fucking act, you prick. Doing all my... Material. You can't fucking do it. It's anyone's material. I heard that joke. What about the Scottish joke? I heard that before you. And we just started, you know, started fighting. And what happened? Just fucking left him on the floor and <laughs> drove <all the> away.
0: <laughs> on the hard shoulder. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. You often find that though in comedy. I mean, I, I I can't believe. You know, I'm very very much on the outskirts of things. But when I was working, you know, in other industries, it's kind of not as bitchy as what I found within comedy. Why is that? What do you mean, not as bitchy? I mean, you work in in other industries like music or, you know, other other stuff that I've done. And, you know, people are are pleased to see people succeed and do well and all the rest of it. But, like, in comedy, and I mean... I mean, the, the the
1: rivalry. Yeah, the rivalry is insane. That's the I mean. venom. Yeah. You know, the, the, the vile comments of one comedian talking about other comedians, that's been going on for years. Every comedian, very few comedians like each other kind of thing. Mm. Mainly there's a terrible rivalry between comedians and a hatred as well. That's always been there. Only because because the work was so scarce. Mm. And obviously some comedian's going to be better than others. Comedians who consider themselves better than others would, like, the blood would be boiling. They'd be fuming if they thought someone was getting more work than them. It's more like, it's so like a they in try a battle to do, Yeah, so what they tried to do was slag off the other comedian, hoping that they would, because he said, oh, he's too blue, he's filthy I used to get it all the time. Other comedians would always say, Frankie's too blue, and then make things up. Mm. In what way? even the agents if an agent didn't like you there were a lot of agents like in the 90s and things that didn't like me because i've always been kind of cocky and confident they didn't like that the agents that gave comedians work around social clubs in the 80s and 90s 2000s they did they wanted people who were compliant okay and suppliant they consider themselves to be kind of like big directors of ICI. They they viewed themselves as being big time. They had the connection with the clubs and the pubs and social clubs and sportsmen's dinners so they could give you work. So they thought they had a lot of power. So what they used to do, they'd have their own kind of list of comedians who they used anybody else if they didn't give work to them they slagged them off because they wanted you to keep you know keep you in your place kind of thing and because I was always a maverick figure got me own work even if the agents wouldn't give me any work they didn't like it so they slagged me off time, and I remember one agent one agent was trying to give me work and he phoned this I won't mention his name this big agency in Birmingham in um, Yorkshire And he said, oh, yeah, Frankie Allen. And uh, if you've got any clubs, you can put him in. He's very good. He does good work for us and stuff. And he said, oh, Frankie Allen. Yeah, isn't that the comedian where there was um, Jesus was on a cross in a club and he came on stage and he said, look what you've done to last week's comedian. Mm. I mean, it never happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I never said that, you know. And, like, it's fucking disgusting, really, because all my family were Catholics. And we, I'd never say anything like that, you know, even as a Christian, whatever denomination, who would take the piss out of Jesus, uh, Jesus on a cross? You know, but people make things up, fabricate things just trying to say because you're a little bit off the wall, because you go so far, they want to make out that you've gone over the top so that you are deemed to be unemployable in everybody's eyes so they make things up. He said this sexist remark. He said this terrible thing. He was having a go with this girl and she burst out crying. He made this racist remark. He said this, he said that. And all they're trying to do is to destroy you by telling lies. And they've done it to a lot of comics. A lot of comics have actually packed in because they couldn't, you know, they say, if you can't stand the heat in the kitchen, get out Get out the kitchen if you can't stand the heat. Mm. That's basically what it's like. A lot of comics have packed in because they couldn't cope with the criticism. They couldn't cope with the agents who didn't like them savaging them and trying to give them a bad name. So this business, very, very complicated business, but the vitriol is horrendous. You've got to be confident in conviction in your own work and your own ability to be a comic, your own timing, and uh, believe that you're funny and try to ignore. You're actually at war with a lot of people all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, once again, as I said, you don't have access to the Facebook page and stuff like that. I just post on there. But I've seen a couple of times, and I mean, I'm not going to give these comedians any kind of platform whatsoever because I know a lot of people watch this two particular comedians like digging you out on stuff like on their social media just to try and get a bit of a bite that's what they're after what do you mean what are they saying like you know uh, we'll talk about it after this but basically trying to be weird about you and then you get all their minions like like commenting and then a couple of people saying to me you've got to go back at these people and I go no but they're non-entities so what's the point
1: yeah you're best just ignoring them it's a bit of a class thing really because I'm kind of like one of the last of kind of the old style, although not an old style. I, I consider myself very modern. What I do now, taking the piss out of people and telling gags and swearing and being blue, it's real life. Mm. It's what people experience in real life. So the woke crowd don't like it. And that's why they, they they come after me. They, they want people who are standing there going, yes, have you noticed... When you go in a the supermarket, there is never, there never seems to be any scones left. And I walked along and I said to the girl at the till, Do you have scones? And she said, We've got them with currants. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're
1: just fucking dickheads and they're all pissing themselves and they're frightened of people like me. Yeah. They're scared of people like Chubby Brown. They're scared of anybody that reminds them of kind of what. England was just a few years ago, old England, where people were confident and proud of who they were, you know. And now, because of the woke, because of censorship, because of like the PC brigade, a lot of people are frightened, basically frightened to speak their own language, you know. But I'm one of those fellas who, you know, are careful what I say, but basically I don't give a fuck. If I think something funny, I'll say it. Fair play, and I think that's why a lot of people like
0: you. So let's start talking about what's to come in the next few weeks. Um, you've always been a little bit of uh, a psychic, I would say, and you, okay, uh, you you feel you you're very intuitive, and you've always told me about you get feelings and you get vibes and stuff like that.
1: Premonitions. Premonitions. You? What's your current vibe right now? What are you feeling about things moving forwards? Well, look, when you get to my age, you make it, you realize, and anybody who's kind of like getting a bit older, when you look at your life and you look back on your life. And this is what I said to Jacob last week. You can be in real jams. You can be in bad situations. You might go through a period where you go, you've got no money at all and you're on the floor. You're having a terrible time. Then suddenly you're doing well. And when you're doing well, you look back and you go, you can't even remember Mm. how you managed to get off the floor. Mm. You can't even remember how you became a success when you were such a failure. And things happen in cycles. I mean, even World War II only lasted like five, six years. Terrible length of time. And it's a lot worse than what this virus is at the moment. Terrible length of time you know, when you're in it, as you say, as well. People were being bombed. People had to every night. Imagine now, instead of me going home, I had to go to an air raid shelter, sit there all it's night because the place that. was getting bombed. Yeah. All your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, all your mates were going to fight away in the war. Some of them were being captured. Some of them were being killed. The the whole thing was much worse, but it came to an end. Everything comes to an end in the end. So what I predict over this um, virus, the whole thing will will be a memory very soon. Mm. You know, people, I've noticed on the television today, the news came on and and it was fantastic news. Not fantastic news. The subject wasn't fantastic. It was all about Martin Bashir. Like um, kind of like whatever he's done about Diana's interview and all this yeah what the all fuck's all
0: that about I just keep but seeing all is, this shit about Martin Bashir
1: Martin every day Martin Bashir approached- he's the one who interviewed Michael Jackson isn't he yeah and he, mm. and, he, and, he, and he interviewed Diana when she was alive and he approached Diana's brother and he said people are kind of like um, following her people are kind of like snooping on her and and uh, People are employing private detectives to look into her and she's getting followed everywhere she goes and they're all getting paid. And here's the bank accounts of all the people who are getting paid, all these private detectives. And he fabricated the whole thing. Right. It he he would kind of like mocked it all up. It was all rubbish. There were no bank accounts. He, it, so it's all come out in the wash now. There's been an inquiry, and he and he's looking very bad. All the awards that he won an award for the interview, or everything's been taken off him. And Prince uh, Harry and Prince William have been kicking off. But what I'm, I don't really want to talk about that. That was the headline on the news this morning. Then they were going on about something else and something else. There was nothing. About oh, the virus.
0: So it's dropped
1: down in the second so, order. So, and when Boris Johnson was being interviewed this morning, he was on this battleship somewhere. He was going on about China. We're not a threat to China, but we must sail our battleships. And there was nothing said about... And then a little later on he said, oh, yes, there's nothing that convince, can convince me at the moment that we're not on track to lifting everything on the 21st of June. It's only four weeks away. Mm. So basically... Everybody, they've made the mind up now, have need to lift all restrictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with this Indian uh, variation, whatever it's called, it hasn't really swayed things one way or another. Things are getting back to normal. Mm. The cavalry have arrived. We've got the vaccine. As long as everyone gets injected, we'll be okay. So that's the way I think. That's my advice to people. Don't worry. In the end, things will only be a memory. This too shall pass. So you think...
0: It's going to be all good now. That what's your premonition? Because, yeah. you know, just tell people, do you feel
1: like you've got a bit of, of a psychic ability? I'm very psychic. Mm. Different things that have happened in my life, I've kind of like had the feeling of saw them. you know, even going back like four or five years. I used to be driving in my car and a thought had come in my head. And the thought was when I was coming home from Manchester on the motorway, I used to think, imagine if everything just stopped and I was earning no money at all, how long would I be able to live for on my savings? And that's come true. Mm. But I used to think of that all the time. It's kind of like a premonition, it's like a warning. A lot of people get them. There was somebody that, uh, he was a movie star actually, I think it was, was it Matthew McConaughey, you know, you saw sort him of last week. Or was it a pop singer? Somebody who didn't get on the plane, who got to the airport, but turned away, didn't feel like getting on the plane. They were a little bit late, but they had a bad vibe didn't get on the plane, which is one of the planes that were hijacked at 9-11. You man. are joking. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you research it, Maybe anyone can we out have there... have a look at that. Have, do you yeah. know who it is? It's, it's somebody famous. They got to the airport and he picked up a very bad vibe. Okay. And they went, no. And because of who they were, they said even though they were late, they'll put him on the plane and he went, no, let the plane go. That's mad. Yeah, and he survived. Why
0: did he get a bad vibe?
1: Who knows? Why do you get a bad vibe? I mean, we all know, don't we? Without even if you're not psychic, you can meet certain people, and they might be very nice to you. You're talking to them, but for whatever reason, yeah. you go, "Fucking, I don't like this person." Mm. You just don't like him, and maybe that's your psychic inner self is warning you about them. Interesting. Yeah. So no, I mean, everyone's got a bit of psychic ability. We always can We always have kind of premonitions. We always. Isn't it weird that everybody that's watching this. You'll all have mates and you'll all have girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, relations. But if somebody doesn't, doesn't like you, even if they're nice to you when you meet them, you seem to be able to pick it up. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah, no,
0: unfortunately, it's, it's hard to find. I don't know what the fuck you've been typing to try and find it. Anyway, it it be hard to what you're typing in. Famous person missus 9 11 flight. In-
1: <laughs> yeah but it's uh, you'll research it you'll find it you but have yeah, anyone it. who can
0: find that out please do put yeah. it in the comments below Um so yeah um what's what's happening with the rest
1: of your week obviously we're back to work very soon back to work very soon a couple of weeks two or three weeks can't wait um, Blackpool's almost sold out Liverpool's almost sold out and keeping your fingers crossed Huddersfield's sold out Manchester's sold out we're doing great mm. and the main thing is to get back on the bus not just earning money we don't do it for the money really We're we're, we're engaging the crowd, making people laugh. That's what it's all about. Our show's a fantastic night. Um, I don't think there's a show in the UK that can compare to it, and I mean that. We've got a fantastic MC yourself, brilliant Jimmy Kilvington, our support comedian. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, Got a lot of charisma, but a great comedian. We've got me on. Comes on, I come on like three times in the end, and it's it's a great night, lasts forever, fantastic. Everyone goes home feeling fantastic now what about the um meet and greet can we do that in june
0: no i don't think we'll be able to but to anyone who's never been to a show before we used to do a meet and greet at the end of every show yep. in which people free of charge along with their ticket price that they've already paid um can go and come and come and meet frank and and have a handshake and have a picture um, but I think that's going to have to be sacked off, but we'll look to do that in future, certainly. Well, if
1: everything is back to normal in 21st No, and you... they're going
0: to release... When, when things are reopened, they're going to be reopened with social measures, apparently. OK. So we don't know what that's going to be. But anyway, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for watching today, uh, and thanks for your continued support. A couple of things to address. First of all, Frank, everyone keeps saying, Frankie's shitting it to come to Scotland. Is this true?
1: Well, look, why would... It, well, people are saying these souls, the same ridiculous things, Why on earth would I be frightened of going to Scotland? (laughs) Yeah. What does that fucking mean? I mean, I worked in the dual miners in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. They were really proper lads. Mm. You know, they weren't kind of like, I don't know what, are you trying to like, uh, these people that are saying, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say like, that? it's like the 18th, 17th century, they're (laughs) walking around in fucking kilts and these things with spikes on above their heads. No. Edinburgh was a fantastic night or afternoon it was, me and Jimmy O. They were a great crowd. They were lovely lads. A lot of them were having a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a sniff and things. They were proper lads. Mm. They weren't dickheads. They were laughing like fuck when I was on. I brought the house down. Yeah. When I went to Glasgow, we did the uh, Butter Bar. Tom Melville had a fantastic night there, went out with all the lads. They were just like scousers, the Glasgow and lads. I'm looking forward, I'd love to go back to Scotland. Why would I be frightened yeah, to go to Yeah, just to address Glasgow? that so everyone knows. So anybody who says I'm scared to go to Glasgow or Edinburgh <laughs> or whatever, I'm not scared to go anywhere in the UK, mate. So go and fuck off. <laughs> no,
0: all there is, I think people are keen for you to, to arrive in Scotland, and that is happening very soon. Definitely going to be Dundee, Aberdeen. Glasgow, Edinburgh, at least those four places. The problem we've got at the moment is Sturgeon um, has got a different approach to how she's handling the legislation yeah. and the releases in Scotland as the English uh, legislation is but we're going to be all over the UK if there's any way that you want the Frankie Allen show to arrive to please let us know in the comments or tweet Frank or send them a message on Facebook or whatever we'll pick it up and we make sure we get to every single part of the UK and uh, maybe even abroad if we can get you to fly as well we'll see
1: and any birds who are watching this keep away from my handsome son he's already got a bird Um, (laughs) so fuck off any gold diggers were after me. I'm not interested. Go and fuck off. <laughs> um, our shows are on the internet, wherever we are in, we are in the UK. Yeah. Have a look and you'll find out on my website where we're working mm. and come along and have a good laugh. We've still got some tickets left for Blackpool. It's on the 5th of June. It's only two weeks. Get your tickets left. Get your tickets now before there's none left.
0: Yeah. They're all going to be smashing shows. Can't thank you enough for your support. The vlogs are coming back very, very soon because I know people love the vlogs. If you've been watching this on YouTube and you've enjoyed it, please do give us a thumb up and subscribe. You know, the more subscribers that we get, the better. I always piss myself because the amount of uh, subscribers on our channel is so low in comparison to the views that we get. And the reason is, it's just because it's fellas who can't be asked getting an account, that's all. So if you are a fella who can't be asked getting an account, get a fucking account, right? This is what you need to do. Get an account subscribe to the channel. Then when you see me in person and I'm with me bird, Ask me for the photo, I'll give you the tenner Or I'll buy you the bevy as well. <laughs> oh, do you buzz off I'll, give you, I'll give you 15 quid do you, do you <laughs> if you subscribe getting, as do you well. you buzz
1: off getting pictures of your beard? Is that what you buzz off?
0: No, I'm just laughing, saying if I'm with my beard, I look cool. Oh, you I? Look cool yeah. No, but I'm, I'm only messing. But uh, yeah, if you're on Apple, iTunes, or watching on Spotify or, or whatever, give us a five star review. Comment below. Look, um, we were going to bring you weird and wonderful guests. We're still going to do that. Um, we've got, it's early days it's yeah, early look, days with this so we're, we're playing with it we're
1: coming out of the, vi- the fucking virus aren't we so yeah, yeah everybody uh, take care of yourself still be careful just like Johnson said this morning be very careful don't do anything silly you know and uh, I'm sure by you know in a few weeks time everything's going to be back to normal It'd be fantastic
0: yeah it'll be boss so uh, yeah as I said massive thank you for watching five star review would not go amiss if you wouldn't mind if you're listening and you sound go ahead and um, yeah yeah Massive thank you for watching or for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Every Sunday, these podcasts are going out now. So thank you so much, Frank. Any last words?
1: Last words, no. Just take care of yourselves. Anybody who's fed up, don't forget, we're not really back to normal. It's in a couple of weeks, we're starting to get back to normal. But as we speak, there's still restrictions and things and people aren't really allowed to socialise. So anyone who's got mental health problems or anxious or depressed... I always say communicate, speak to people, talk to people on Facebook, on the phone. If you live on your own, just go for a walk, to the pub or whatever if you can. Even the postman, just engage people, speak. Communication is 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 really the key to good mental health. So if your bear's left yeah, go like that, fuck off, get another bird, or if you're not asked about birds or whatever, or if you're a bird and your fella fucks off, just, there's plenty more fish in the sea, just be positive, positive and speak to other people and that will make uh makes for good mental health
0: brilliant as frank said yeah keep communicating and if you've got no one to fucking communicate with because some people might be on their own and they might live in a fucking village in the in the middle of nowhere you never know drop us a message drop we, frank we'll a message or drop me a message whether that's on instagram facebook twitter or whatever we'll get back to you and um frankie's usually sending voice notes to people and all kinds so uh that's all good But well, you look confused there Voice notes, what do you mean? Yeah, you've said when people have come and said, look, I, you know, I, I'm feeling a bit down and all the rest of it. You've sent them oh, voice yeah, notes Oh, I've but... sent
1: people a few messages telling them to cheer up and things. There was a message last night, wasn't it, from uh, Diddy Dave?
0: Oh, go on, shout Diddy Dave was at yeah, the end Diddy of this. Diddy Dave,
1: a very good friend of ours and uh, I've known him for years. A bit of a legend himself, really, up in St. Helens and Newley Willows, Earlstown, where he lives. He's uh, a DJ, but he's a, a tiny little fellow. We call him Diddy Dave. He's just got a reputation for being, like, uh, a great guy and a bit of fun, and uh, everybody knows him and, and kind of, like, not the northwest of the UK, northwest England, Diddy Dave. And when, I, when we done the house tour in my house, there was a picture of me and Diddy Dave with Howard Kendall, I think, wasn't yeah. it? And it was on the wall. Um, uh, Dave watched the podcast... Last night.
0: The, the the house tour, you mean the, the video? The house tour, yeah. I
1: should say, yeah. What's the house tour last night? And he sent me a text. He said, uh, I'm surprised that you mentioned me, but fucking hell, you know. No, he's a great guy and he was on it last night. Uh, he's on the uh, on the house tour with Howard Kendall. God rest his soul. Howard Kendall, another legend.
0: L- absolute legend, Howard Kendall. God rest
1: his soul. Yeah. Great... Uh, Great footballer, great soccer player, a great manager, fantastic. you never see the likes of him again. Howard Kendall.
0: Great man. And to leave on Howard's quote that he said to me that's always stuck with me, it's nice to be nice to people. Have a great week and we'll see you all soon.
1: Take care.